6.24, let's turn our attention to what's making news. And uh, I suppose it's uh, the latest around former state president, Jacob Zuma. So he had uh, a deadline on Wednesday, which was the last day that he was expected to tell the Chief Justice Mukhweng Mukhweng how he should be sentenced if found guilty of being in contempt of court. Remember a couple of months ago, the Con Court had ordered Mr. Zuma to appear before the uh, commission. And, um, of course, that's the Zondo Commission. That order was ignored. Then, of course, uh, Deputy Chief Justice Zondo had to petition the court to um, get a jail term, you know, for this action of contempt. And uh, many other things happened there. The former president was still not cooperating on that re- on that front. And, and now we're at a point where the court wants to ask the former president to determine... What constitutes the appropriate sanction then if he is found guilty of contempt? So let's get some perspective here, some questions that have to be asked. Joining us on the line is uh, the director of uh, Dubazana Attorneys, Ntabi Singh Dubazana. Good morning. Good morning, Moslava and the team. So is this how it works? Explain to me the idea that in this case, the former president should... Um, explain what sort of punishment should be meted out to him if found guilty. Yes, so it's a norm. So usually a contempt of court is a criminal offense, right? So mm-hmm. what happens is that once you're found guilty, um, there's aggravation of sentence and, and um Mitigation. So under mitigation, that's where you as the accused will then set out your personal circumstances, uh, reasons why you should not be given the highest jail term and the kind of jail term that you would rather prefer uh, or or, or what what is it, the sentence you would rather prefer versus what the state would have put forth to the magistrate or the presiding officer. So it's not uncommon at all, actually the norm, whereby the accused will then say that um, the, the attorney for the accused would then say, Based on the personal circumstances of the accused, I would then submit to your worship that um, the accused be sentenced to a suspended sentence or a fine, alternative imprisonment, or whatever the case may be. So it is, it's, it's normal. It's nothing unusual about what's happening right now. I see. And just in terms of former statesmen, I mean, what are some of the legalities around um, what happens to them in a court of law? Should they be found guilty of a crime? Are there any benefits that they enjoy um, as former statesmen? No, not at all. Once mm-hmm. you leave the office of the president, you become a normal citizen. The only benefit you derive from being a former state uh, head of state is um, the 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 is it the pension fund, and then of course I think it's a monthly stipend for having been in in. In, in that seat. But other than that, when it comes to anything that any other normal citizen goes through, you will go through the same thing as well. So there's nothing special that will be awarded to former heads of state in terms of, of any legal proce- proceedings. So what happens then, Tabi, saying if there's any more defiance or reluctance mm. or refusals for, <laughs> from the, state, uh, the former state president? Are there any other avenues that can be imposed as some sort of punishment or warning? Look, right now we still have to find out if the court's going to find him guilty first. Mm. And if it does find him guilty, then there is a, it's the prerogative court in the land. He cannot appeal the constitutional court. He can't do anything after he has been found guilty and then sentenced accordingly. So at this stage, should he be found guilty, there's nothing else he can do. He'll then just have to ad- adhere to whatever the sentence would have been uh, set down by the court. But it would be very interesting to, in terms of... Um, 
for us in the legal sphere mm. that if the court does find him guilty on contempt of court mm. with various other things still pending, it will set a very interesting precedent which we will gladly use in criminal court uh, once we have matters going on ahead. So it would be very interesting how this works out. Hmm. I've seen a, a lot of reaction on social media over the last couple of months pertaining to different matters um, in relation to the former president. And uh, one of the things that a lot of people have pointed out was to say, well, former President de Klerk in their uh, whataboutism um, did not get prosecuted for any crime. Maybe outline briefly for us what the differences are <laughs> just in in, in, in the former statesman, de Klerk, and um, former statesman, President Zuma? I think the issue, that one would be more political and more than legal. Mm. But when you look at the, the history of the country and what former President de Klerk was, was accused of, he wasn't formally charged once the, 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 the regime changed from the apartheid regime to what we have now. So he wasn't formally charged for any actions of crime that were committed during his tenure. And anything that he would have done in his personal capacity also while he was uh, the, the, the head of state. Mm. And also, although that um, apartheid was, was declared um, a, crime. A, a crime to humanity by, by, by the UN, nothing was done within the country and within the African Union for that matter to mm. charge mm. him. So nothing has been done. Nobody has actually stepped up and said, okay, it's time to prosecute all the people who did wrong during the apartheid era. Mm. It's still just something ha- hanging. And also in the legal sphere, we're sitting and wondering when, if ever, will that be done? Mm. And if it's going to be done, is the law that are currently in place going to apply retrospectively? How is it going to work once they charge the people who are being, uh, who are, who are being accused of the crimes that were done in the apartheid era?